Today's scripture reading is from Book of Luke, chapter two, verse twenty-five to thirty-five. If you are using the Bible on the pill, it's on page one four six zero. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised the Lord, praised God, saying, "Sovereign Lord, as you have promised." You may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thought of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Thanks, Kate. Well, we're going to pray as we、uh, look at God's word this morning. Let's do that now. Dear Lord God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the Christmas season where we celebrate the birth of your Son. We pray that as we begin our time together this morning,、uh, that we would have our hearts open to hear what you have to say to us. We pray this in your name, Amen. Well, wonder awaits. That's Apple's Christmas campaign this year. If you come down to the Apple store, you can buy the gifts that your family's been longing for all year. There's no pressure there, is there? We can just buy the wonder of Christmas, as long as we've got a spare thousand dollars for an iPad. But isn't a bit of Christmas wonder what we're all longing for? I know it's something I long for. I love the Christmas season, and I look forward to it all year. The joy of the season where we come and celebrate together. And if you ask anyone on the streets, what's where's the wonder in Christmas? A lot of people will tell you. It's in giving, the giving of gifts. Unwrapping gifts is a special part about the Christmas season. We can't wait for the face, our kids' face, to light up as they see the dog they've been nagging us for all year. We long to see Grandma's joy as we surprise her with her favourite bottle of perfume. These are the moments that we treasure at Christmas, where we capture a moment of wonder and joy. And in the words of Apple. We hope we give the gifts they've been longing for all year, and that's the problem, isn't it? We've bought into this idea that wonder awaits, but only if we pull out our wallet and drop enough cash on the perfect gift. We can buy wonder, but only if we find the gift that's worthy of it. Doesn't that just add to the stress of the season, when the wonder of Christmas depends on us buying the right gifts? And so we actually end up just worrying about all the the what ifs that surround gifts. 
What if this isn't good enough? What if it doesn't show her how much I love her? What if they don't love it? What if it's not as good as what I got last year for them? And it's actually the same story when it comes to receiving gifts, isn't it? We, we stress out as we unwrap the gift thinking, boy, I, look, I hope I look happy enough when I unwrap this so they know I really appreciate the gift. And we see the gift and it's like, oh, wow, this gift is worth way too much. I didn't deserve it. I didn't spend anywhere near as much on their gift. I hope they don't think less of me. Or that dreaded moment, wait, I got socks again. What did I do wrong this year? We want to give gifts of wonder and joy, but that's actually expecting a lot from some presents. And finding the right gift, it just adds to the stress of the season, and so we just lose all the wonder and joy of gift giving. Uh, Everybody, there's seven shopping days left of Christmas. But don't worry, Apple's let us know that they're still here for us with their updated Christmas campaign. Their ad now says this, there's still time to work wonders this Christmas. Nothing like piling on a bit of pressure before Christmas, is there? At least we can buy it for about a grand. But is there still time? Can we work wonders? Is there even a gift that would do that? Because that's what we're longing for. And it's this sense of longing that brings us to Simeon in Luke 2. And now, as you heard it before and saw it acted out, you may be thinking, that's not a particularly Christmassy passage. Jesus is already about a month old. But as we look at Simeon, he's longing for a better gift, a gift of comfort and wonder and joy, a gift that undoes and outdoes anything we could find at the store. Come with me to verse 25. It says, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. So Simeon's been a faithful Jewish man his whole life. But Israel is groaning. A shadow of their former glory. Their priests are Pharisees. Their people are poor. And Simeon just longs for comfort, for Israel to be consoled. He remembers the words of Isaiah's prophecy, the the promises that God gave them. He thinks of Isaiah 52, verses 9 to 10, which says, Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has laid bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. That's what Simeon longs for. He he sits in the ruins and he longs for redemption. He wants to see the salvation of God. He's not really sure how God's going to do it, but that's what his heart yearns for. He's looking forward to a day when he'll burst into a song of joy. Isn't that the sort of comfort we want? A comfort that's just so good we can't help but rejoice. A comfort that gives us more comfort than any gift card. But we live in a dark and broken world, don't we? We pick up our phones to news of thousands dead in Palestine and Israel and the Ukraine. And then isn't it 
odd that at Christmas time in particular, this time of wonder and joy, life can really feel chaotic. There's fighting in the family group chats over where we'll have Christmas this year. You've worked tirelessly all year, but get overlooked for your promotion. You come home to what's meant to be your little slice of paradise, just wishing that you could have some rest, only to remember that you're meant to be hosting the neighbourhood Christmas party. Wouldn't we just love some comfort in the chaos? And where do we look for comfort? Don't we often look for comfort in in material things? Because it's so easy just to pull out our phone, jump on Amazon, and just find that special something that might give us a little bit of peace and quiet, something that might satisfy. And we actually really get sucked into this at Christmas because we just think, oh, we've got to buy the right gifts. If I buy the right food, if I have the right colour decorations, if we work wonders we'll get comfort in the chaos. But it doesn't last, does it? The wonder and joy vanish. And from the comfort, we go back into the chaos. And so we're left longing for comfort, a lasting comfort. Where will we find it? Well, God uses Simeon to show us. Because Simeon is waiting for something that gives us more than any other gift can give us. Simeon's waiting for God's Messiah. He he aches for salvation. And he knows that salvation is pinned on the Messiah. So he waits for God to work wonders, for God to send the the Messiah that will save Israel, that will give him a lasting comfort and joy. But Simeon's at the end of his life. You saw his grey hair before. Israel's been waiting for the Messiah for hundreds of years. Perhaps Simeon's asking himself some what-ifs. What if I don't see God's comfort? What if I die before God works wonders? And so God gives Simeon the special inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit tells Simeon in verse 26, you will not die before you see the Lord's Messiah. Simeon's going to see the comfort he's longed for. He's going to find the gift of the Messiah. And and so Simeon waits for the gift. But it's a gift that comes in ways you may not expect. And one day the Spirit leads Simeon into the temple. And now just imagine this for a moment. We got a really good illustration before, so cast your mind back to that. An old man walks into the building and he sits down to wait for the Messiah. You know, the one that Israel's been waiting hundreds of years for. Some people think he might have lost his marbles. In walks a couple from Nazareth to offer purification rites. There's the teen mum, the anxious dad who's only sort of the dad. There's the baby, conceived out of wedlock. If you were in that situation, wouldn't you be trying to fly under the radar, not be noticed? And yet the old man Simeon sidles up to Mary. He doesn't pull out his blue card, he just scoops up the child, and starts singing. The whole scene is bananas. But because of God's Spirit, Simeon sees what no one else does. He sees the comfort he's longed for, the wonder of redemption, the gift of God's Messiah. 
and he bursts into a song of joy. From verse 29, he sings, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Simeon's waited his whole life for this moment, the the gift of a saviour. Now he can die happy. Because all of those questions, how will God save me? How will he comfort us? How will he redeem us? Somehow, Simeon sees it all in this little bundle of joy, cradled in his arms. He sings, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Wow. His saviour, not not a knight in shining armour, but a baby, swaddled in cloth. Salvation cradled in Simeon's arms. Jesus is actually the gift that completes Simeon. He sees his salvation. And isn't that just a wonderful gift? Now, if that's not enough, God's actually got more to say through Simeon's song. Because Jesus isn't just salvation for Simeon. He's the offer of salvation for everyone. He's the fulfillment of God's promise. Now everyone can receive the gift. Like, how incredible are the words that Simeon sings? Have a look at them with me. Jesus is salvation prepared in the sight of all the nations. Uh, Simeon looks into the darkness of the world, the fallenness because of sin. He, He thinks of the rulers in Rome, and he says, praise God. He rejoices because salvation is now offered to them. It's like today an Israeli man standing up and saying, praise God, Palestinians can receive the gift of salvation. It's enemies united in the gift of salvation. And Simeon rejoices that Jesus is the glory of Israel too. He comes and saves a weak and weary people. He comforts them and restores their joy. That's what the gift of Jesus does. Imagine the freedom to have this sort of joy at Christmas. Simeon's a guy that's just wrapped in wonder. We've bought into the lie that wonder is found in the unwrapping of presents. But actually, the wonder of Christmas is the gift of Jesus too. He's the gift for us of lasting comfort and joy. And maybe you're hurting in the brokenness of our world this Christmas. But we're free to have this wonder and joy because we've been given the gift of Jesus. Now, this is all pretty wild, isn't it? Even Mary and Joseph marveled. They sort of, you can picture it on their face. Wow, but how? Because remember the scene. New parents, her firstborn, no money to their name, and there's the baby Jesus in a stranger's arm. No safe agreement. Their newborn baby. Now, like, do you remember what it was like the first time you held a newborn baby? Think back to that moment. Because little babies can't do anything for themselves, can they? You need to feed them, you need to change their nappies, you need to bathe them, protect them, and yet here's their baby with some old stranger named Simeon, and the old man says, here is the saviour of the world. That is a marvel. How on earth can that be true? 
Could you even wrap your mind around it? That what wonder will God work through this baby? And so God speaks. He's not done with Simeon just yet. Now follow along from verse 34. It says, Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the rising and falling of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. It's quite an abrupt gear change, isn't it? But that's because the great gift of Jesus comes at a great cost. Jesus is born in the shadow of the cross. Jesus is the free offer of salvation, but to receive the offer of salvation, he shows us our need for our saviour. Jesus exposes our sin. He He exposes our hearts by shining a light on the wrong we've done against God. Jesus shows us that we can't save ourselves. We're desperately in need of a saviour. And Simeon says to Mary, people are going to respond to Jesus and the gift of Jesus in two ways. Uh, Some aren't going to accept the gift. They'll keep working to try and save themselves and they'll fall away. But many will receive the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation, and Jesus will raise them up to redemption. Uh, Remember we read some of Isaiah's prophecy from chapter 52 earlier. Well, Isaiah continues his prophecy about the Messiah in chapter 53 by saying these words, but he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Salvation comes at a great personal cost to our Saviour. But Jesus bears it willingly. He spends his life journeying to the cross to bear the punishment of sin, not just because he had to, but because he wanted to be our saviour. He he longs to give us the gift of salvation. It's actually what he was born to do. That's the wonder and joy of Christmas. The free gift of Jesus, born to offer salvation to the world. And that's why we celebrate at Christmas. It's why we mark the season with these songs of joy we call Christmas carols. Because we're bursting with songs of joy at the comfort and the redemption and the wonder and the joy of the Lord Jesus, aren't we? That's actually why I love singing them. They remind us of the gift we received that very first Christmas. Uh, One of my personal favourites is Oh Holy Night. And, And let's just have a look at these lyrics for a moment. Don't worry, I'm not going to try and sing it for you. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh hear the angels' voices. O night divine, O night, when Christ was born. That's what I long for at Christmas, that I'd be full of wonder as I remember the gift of my Saviour.
that I'd delight in the gift of salvation that Jesus gives me, that I'd sing with joy as we celebrate the Saviour's birth. So everyone, seven shopping days left of Christmas, what do we do with all this? Because apparently we still have time to work wonders. But here's the good news. We don't have to work any wonder. God's already worked the wonder. He's given us the gift of Jesus. The one gift that brings us lasting wonder and joy is the gift of Jesus. And it's actually the gift that frees us to enjoy the traditions of Christmas. Because you don't want to receive the gift of Jesus and then just be a Grinch as we celebrate Christmas, do you? No, when we receive the gift, it actually changes how we see gifts. We're free to enjoy them for what they really are, knowing that they'll never really satisfy. But they're actually a reminder that Jesus is the gift freely given to us, freely received. And so we remember that by freely giving gifts to each other. And doesn't that actually just take the pressure off gifts? Because we're not trying to buy wonder. We're not trying to worry about what we deserve. But we can just enjoy them because they're a reminder of the gift freely given to us. So it's okay if you've worked hard all year and you give the dog that your kids have been nagging you for only for them to be a bit disappointed because you got them a cavoodle and they wanted a labradoodle. And it's going to be okay if you give that perfume to your grandmother and she just goes, oh, she's actually still got the bottle you gave her last year. And everyone, it's going to be okay if you do receive socks. It'll be fine. It doesn't have to crush us. Because we only need one gift this, to enjoy gifts at Christmas. The gift of Jesus. As we finish, I wonder if you've received the gift of Jesus. The gift of salvation for us. The gift of lasting comfort and wonder and joy. Because that's the best gift that you can receive this Christmas. At Christmas, we remember that God came down into the world as a human. He came down to save us from our sins. He came to offer us a way home to heaven with him. There's nothing we've done to earn this gift. We don't have to go out and buy the wonder It's actually freely given to us. Jesus wants you to have it. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. Everyone, there's still time to receive the gift of wonder this Christmas. Will you receive it? Let's pray that we would. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation and comfort and wonder and joy. We thank you how, through Jesus, you redeemed the Christmas season. Help us to receive the gift of Jesus this year and to sing with joy at the coming of our Saviour. We pray this in your name. Amen.